Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so I wanted to address this up here just really quick um, because a lot of times we get comments like this and we get people that see people in relationships and they're like, oh, screw it, just leave. Um, that's great. I don't know who you are. I don't really care. Um, but when it comes down to it, at times coming at other people is just as bad as the abuse that they already experienced. You might have someone that's in a narcissistic abusive relationship and they're trying to get out. They're trying to figure out how do I get out of here and people that attack them or you just tell them like, just leave don't really help. Like if anything, it becomes degrading and it becomes like chastising another person for where they are in life and maybe what they're trying to figure out or go through. You don't know the whole story. Uh, the other aspect of this is sometimes you might have someone that is actually showing progress, a narcissist that is actually trying to get self-aware and is trying to work on it. And then people that come out and say, just leave again, not helpful. It's not helping someone else grow. So this is the hard part that can be really difficult to dive into is figuring out like, okay, if your son is showing narcissistic tendencies, how did he get there? What happened? Was there emotional abuse, trauma, physical abuse, trauma? There had to be something that started to spark that desire. Could be over-enabling parents, could be over-controlling parents. And then what do you do to be able to help him? Well, you have to be able to a safe place. You have to build a place that he feels comfortable coming to you and talking to you about anything and everything and not feeling judged and not feeling devalued. Because as people struggle with this, they'll get to the place where other people will want to shut them down, will want to come at them, will want to get upset at how they're communicating, what they're feeling, what they're going through, or like at times not even understanding what the other person's feeling. So acknowledge their feelings, help them get better by acknowledging those feelings and working through them in a positive way. So a lot of times the narcissist is going to push your buttons constantly. And then once you decide to leave, they're going to say, I was trying. You're the one that walked away because they always want the blame to be on you. They can't handle the blame. They can't handle that accountability that they actually did something wrong, that they actually made a mistake, um, that they did something that wasn't right. Like getting them to that place where they actually realize that is sometimes all, almost impossible. Like it really is. And so they'll get to the place where they'll push your buttons and then they'll say, I was trying. Like, well, I, I tried to schedule counseling, but it didn't work out. Or I tried to communicate with you, but you just yelled at me. Or I tried and like they'll say anything and everything to try to make themselves feel better about themselves and try to make you feel bad for the emotions that you experienced, for the times you tried to explain something or communicate to them and they made you feel like trash. They'll be like, I tried to listen, but you got upset. No, you got upset after they pissed you off. So if the new supply looks exactly like you, body type, hair, whatever it might be. It's not because they're trying to get over you. It's because it's a certain type. 
Now, it doesn't always have to be a certain type for a narcissist, so don't get me wrong there. But when you're talking about specific types, especially when you get into addictions, when you get into cheating, when you get into affairs, when you get into previous trauma, that's where a lot of it links back. So when you have people who struggle with like sexual addiction, stuff like that, they will start identifying like the same people. Or if you start having like certain emotional trauma linked back to certain things, it'll start being the same exact people. So for instance, all throughout my life, I dated different people, different types of people, different shapes, sizes, genres, whatever you want to call it. Like I dated different types of people, but the person, the people that I had affairs with when I was with my wife, all were the same. They all were brown haired, brown eyes, outdoorsy, all were the same. To all the narcissists out there or the people with narcissistic tendencies, I just want to tell you something. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody is coming to save you. You see, the pit that you dug is filled with your lies, is filled with your trauma, is filled with your gaslighting, is filled with your manipulation of other people. And that pit you've dug, you're sunk down deep inside of it, and you're destined to repeat the same thing over and over. You're destined to continue a cycle that's going to break other people's hearts and destroy other people's lives. There's no way to get out of it. So good luck. Because no one's coming to save you. There is hope. But you have to stop fucking lying. You have to get to the place that you admit who you are. You admit the truth. And you honestly take accountability and responsibility for your actions and say you need help to change. That's it. So I never thought I was going to be honest. I never thought I was going to be real. I never thought I was going to get into therapy. Uh, I never thought I was going to love my wife. I never thought I was going to stop cheating. I never thought I was going to find hope. And I never thought I was going to break the cycle. I never thought I was going to break the lies that I had. I never thought I was going to stop the abuse that I was doing emotionally and mentally to the people around me. I never thought I was going to lose my job. I never thought I was going to have to go on COVID relief because I didn't have enough money to pay the mortgage. I never thought I was going to lose the majority of my friends. Uh, I never thought I was going to get to the place that I would be on TikTok and I never thought I was going to get to the place that I would be trying to help other people and offer healing and change around the same things that I've struggled with. So part of the truth in sharing with my wife is I had to get to the place where I was honest. And I have to admit, the first time I told her um, a couple of years ago, the first time I told her that I cheated and explained like all the relationships I'd been in, and I didn't go into detail and I didn't explain it fully, which is why I kept revealing stuff like years down the road and without like just saying this is what I've done but you can't make this up you can't make up the crap that I did you can't make up the people that I hurt and how I hurt her and so for her like seeing that and understanding like hey this is what I've done and you know at the beginning it was manipulation at the beginning I wanted to confess the cheating and the affairs in an attempt to see if she would leave to see if she would walk out and then I could be then I could justify it and then I get to place of like okay now I can go now I can go be with other people I can continue the cycle you want to trip up a narcissist ask them what they love about you a lot of times you'll get a blank stare a lot of times you'll get well well I love you because you love me I love you 
right here. Love you because of the way you make me feel about myself. You'll find that all their love comes back to them. It's very self-centered. And they won't understand, they won't connect the dots, like most people, of what love really is, of how it connects, of how it works. And as a result, everything that you put at them as far as like, why do you love me? What's something you love about me? What's one thing you love about me? All of a sudden, you start realizing like, hey, they either don't know, they don't have a clue, or it all comes back to them. I love you because you love me. I love you because you put up with me. I love you because of how you make me feel. That's really not love. And that's just the narcissist being self-centered. A lot of times a lot of narcs can show out certain empathy whenever they feel like it or whenever it's something that triggers them in a different way. Typically a narcissist won't be able to connect with your feelings, connect empathy-wise, connect when you're crying or something like that because of the fact that they haven't worked through their own emotions. They don't know how to process the same emotions that you have. Do they have those emotions? A lot of times they do have emotions, but the problem is they don't know how to be able to process them. So as a result, they literally just shut them down so in talking to other narcissists like they've said before like they feel like they have the capability of just turning off or like shutting down those emotions most people don't have that that's not normally something that is innate in most people but a lot of narcs they get into a situation where they feel overwhelmed they feel over um, over exerted with like someone else's emotions that they can't connect to that they don't realize what's going on and they get frustrated they get mad they rage or they just completely shut it off so I believe I just put a video up about this on my YouTube channel. I'll either put it up today or it's coming out tomorrow. Um, but really like what woke me up was over a period of time. It wasn't like one event. It wasn't an ultimatum. It wasn't something that, you know, popped up and put me at rock bottom. It was over a period of time. So then working in the work industry and when I was working for Chick-fil-A, I was developing future leaders and working with a lot of people. So I worked on personality tests, how to coach and develop other people. And I started realizing, hey, my personality is different. Like, the things inside of me that I feel, that I experience are completely different than most people out there. So I started looking into it a little bit more, thought for a period of time, maybe I'm like a sociopath because I don't have these feelings, I don't have this empathy. Um, talked to my wife, she was like, no, maybe you're a narcissist. And I was like, no, heck no. Um, went to other people to validate the fact that I wasn't and then I started looking at it some on my own and started realizing some of the traits that I have, some of the craziness I feel is because of narcissism. Yeah, I definitely think this is true, and I can definitely see that a lack of secure attachment hinders the development of empathy, of care, of some of that emotional development. And that's why it's really, um, it's really key when you're working with your kids, when you're working with your children, to help them develop a strong and a secure attachment bond. Now, some people think that like developing a secure attachment bond means you're going to be glued to the hip with them, or that you know you always have to be with them. Like, no, that's not the case. It's developing a way that they can come to you and be able to express their emotions, like what they're going through, and not feel judged, devalued, degraded, or put down for what they're going through. But having a chance to be able to come to someone and feel safe in that environment to be able to express what they're feeling, thinking, going through, and having the other person be able to work with them and say, hey, I understand this is what you're feeling. Let's process this together. Let's work through this together. Narcissists growing up typically don't get that type of help. So unfortunately, I don't feel like there's a direct correlation to time frame of how long it's going to be before the narcissist actually comes out and 
you could see his true colors that he is a narcissist. It is very important for them to be able to hide who they are when they're getting into a new relationship or when they're just out with other people that don't have a clue that they're a narcissist at all. Remember, they're all about their ego. They're all about keeping that mask in front of their face that everybody thinks that they're the perfect spouse, the perfect husband, perfect wife, whatever it is, perfect perfect dad, perfect parent, like whoever it might be, they want to be able to look like the best person ever because in their minds, they want to convince themselves and think that they are the best person ever. So as a result, they're going to continue to hide and deceive that in relationships until it gets to the place where it somehow gets triggered or it somehow gets pulled out. Unfortunately, that could happen a week into the relationship, a month or years. And it's really hard to be able to tell you it's an exact period of time because it's different for everybody. Oftentimes in a narcissistic relationship, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep trying because you're latched on to that first person that you saw. You're latched on to that potential, to the person that you thought you fell in love with, that you thought that they were in love with you, that you thought was the perfect person. When in reality, a lot of times they were either just mirroring you or they're just fulfilling your hopes and dreams by checking all the boxes that you told them about when you were dating. And as a result, you fall in love with someone who actually doesn't exist. And that's one of the hardest things of leaving a narcissist and someone who's toxic for you is getting to the place that you have to admit and you have to look at the facts and be able to see, hey, the person that I thought this person was doesn't even exist because it didn't exist in their actions, didn't exist in how they treated me, didn't exist how they cheated on me, didn't exist how they went out with other people and they did all these different things and they lied about every single thing in their lives, doesn't match up. So the majority, like 99% of narcissists out there are not going to get into therapy and are not wanting to go to get into therapy because they're not willing to cut the lies. They're not willing to get to the place where they realize and acknowledge that I have lies in my life and I am not who I say I am and I need accountability and help to be able to change. If they don't have accountability, if they don't have help, if they don't get to the place where they're trying and working on being vulnerable, they're never going to change. They're never going to get to that spot. And so in getting into therapy, like the biggest thing to get into therapy is to acknowledge where you are. If you can't acknowledge where you are, there's no hope in getting to where you want to be. And most narcissists don't acknowledge where they are. They don't acknowledge the lies that they have. They don't acknowledge the hurt that they give others. They don't acknowledge the things that they have built their life around this false reality of who they say and think they are that really is just a facade to be able to keep abusing people at home. Whether or not therapy can actually help the narcissist to become a better person. Short answer is no. Therapy is not going to help a narcissist become a better person. Why? Because majority narcissists out there aren't interested in becoming a better person. They're not willing to cut the lies, to cut the bullshit, and actually get to a place that they can be open and honest about what's actually going on. They can talk about their shame, they can talk about vulnerability, and they can get to the place where they stop fucking lying enough to be able to actually deal with their problems and have accountability and responsibility. So as a result, the majority of narcissists, if they ever get to counseling or therapy or something like that, it'll probably be forced upon them. And if they go, they're either going to go in as a as a couple so they can gaslight and abuse in front of the other person or they'll go individually so they can try to manipulate the therapist to make it seem like their partner is the evil one in the relationship a lot of times if they do go to therapy it's just to be able to manipulate or get to the place that they're in control of their therapy See, this makes sense to you, but it doesn't make sense to the narcissist because in your mind, it's so much easier to apologize and move on. In the narcissist's mind, it's so much easier to lie and gaslight. 
Like it really is. It's just that knee jerk instant reaction of there's an uncomfortable situation. I need to get out of it. Instead of actually owning up, being honest, admitting and having accountability, I'd rather lie, gaslight and manipulate so I can get away with it. Because if I do that, I'm in control of the situation and I still protect my ego. I still protect my worth and validation that I have up on a pedestal that's better than anyone else there. And then I can control it. See, a lot of people wonder, like, why do narcs like the chaos? Why do they love the, the insanity that they put people through? Because they control it. I don't like something I'm not in control of. So most of the time I like driving because I'm in control. If I'm sitting there, I don't have control.